Today, we're going to be talking about panic attacks. Now, before we do, if you are a person who struggles with panic attacks, this recording today should not give you any type of anxiety, fear, panic, or send you into a panic attack. This is all about recognizing what panic attacks are and then what you can do to hopefully eliminate having a panic attack. But if you do, I'm going to share a few things you can do to help. So I just wanted to give you that little disclaimer. I don't normally do disclaimers at the start of a podcast, but I figure with a sensitive topic, we need to make sure that you know exactly what you can expect today. Panic attacks can be scary. They really can. Um, and so, And there's a lot of theories on why people have panic attacks or what are the causes or what are the treatments. And today I'm just going to share with you my thoughts and my discoveries having been an anxiety coach and studying anxiety now for almost a decade. Now, are my thoughts and my discoveries the only right information? No, of course not. But I am going to just share with you what I have learned and what I've discovered and what I've been able to help lots of women do to get through their panic attacks. So let's start with what are panic attacks? What do they feel like? Some of you might feel sensations in your body like panic, obviously, and feeling like your body's under attack, hence the name panic attacks. Your breathing might change. It could go shallow. It could go fast, like you're hyperventilating. You might be a person whose heart rate changes, might spike your blood pressure, your chest might go tight, maybe even feel some pains. For some people, they get really sick to their stomach, even throwing up. Some people have uncontrollable shaking. Some people experience burning sensations in their body. Many people have racing thoughts. And after their panic attack, they're exhausted. Their body just wants to sleep because it is so exhausted going through that physical attack on their body. One of the things that's really fascinating to me about that is it's a lot like anxiety patterns. You see, I say all the time, you may have even heard me say it, that every person has their own unique anxiety signature pattern. Every single person has and does anxiety a little different. Now, several of you may have fidgeting or over racing or overthinking thoughts, um, or maybe you get um, uh, shaking or, or heart racing or whatever it is. But no two people are going to get those same symptoms in the same order and in the same intensity. And because panic attacks are triggered by your body being in a state of anxiety, letting that anxiety alarm go for so long, it's no wonder that your physical symptoms are going to be just as unique to you as your anxiety pattern. And so I get concerned when I see people in Facebook groups posting all the time like, 
my heart rate's this or my breathing's this or I'm doing this or I'm shaking, I'm burning, I'm whatever. Is that normal? Because guess what? No two people are alike. We're all going to do it a little bit different. So the most important thing I want to share with that is don't compare yourself. Don't compare your anxiety. Don't compare your panic attacks to everyone around you or other people who are experiencing those because your DNA, your body chemistry, your life circumstances, your emotions are not going to be the same as anyone else's. So while there are some things in common, it's okay and it's supposed to be different too. Let me tell you about the first time I had a panic attack. I had been working as an anxiety coach for many years and I'd never had a panic attack. And then one day I was on the computer and I was talking with my coach at the time, a business coach. And the business coach went to get some information for me on her computer and she pushed a button and a video that she had been watching earlier started to play. There was a man's voice talking. I couldn't see the video or anything on her screen. I could just hear the man's voice. And it was a voice from my past. I knew the voice. And in that very moment, my first panic attack started just shocked me that a voice from my past could do that. I knew I was safe. I knew I wasn't in danger. And yet something inside of me triggered a whole flood of hurts and pains and traumas. And the voice that came through the computer had nothing to do with any of them. I just happened to meet that man. I just happened to spend time around that person during a really hard and very traumatic time in my life. And so when my brain, my ears heard that voice and it triggered a response from my brain that opened up that floodgate of hurts and pains and traumas, and my body went into full-on fear and panic mode. Now, you may or may not know why your panic attack got triggered. I knew, though, in the very moment exactly why, even though I was shaking and I couldn't stop crying, and my heart rate was just, my heart was just pounding, I knew in the very moment why it triggered and I knew exactly, I just knew. I just knew in the moment. Yours, you may not know. And that's okay. That's okay. There is a process and a system that I teach my clients that helps them to know and discover out, discover how and what it is that triggered your panic attack. 
but it's a process. There's some strategies, there's some steps that you have to take to put into place to then be able to understand what those triggers are and what to do with them. The irony is oftentimes even we think we know what our trigger is, whether it's for anxiety or panic attacks. And most often when we go through these exercises and the person learns the strategies, they discover it wasn't what they thought. And because they've been working on what they thought it was instead of what it really was, that's why they don't make progress. And that's why they still feel like they're stuck in anxiety and fear and pains. So that's something to be aware of. It might not always be exactly what you think it is, even if you think you figured out what it is. Or again, like me, maybe you know exactly in the moment what it is. Neither is right or wrong. They're just different. They're part of that unique signature pattern that we all have. Now, ideally, we want to set you up so that you don't have panic attacks, right? That you don't need to be on medication for panic attacks or anxiety. Now, I'm going to throw in another little disclaimer here. There's lots of reasons why someone might be in a state of anxiety. And when we, whenever I work with someone, I make sure to the best that I can that we've checked off all the boxes with a physician. We've covered all the bases as far as medications and supplements and what they're eating and what they're intaking that might be causing anxiety. And again, like I said, we check with a doctor to make sure the heart is healthy, the, the body is healthy, that it's actually just anxiety, nothing else. So that's what I'm talking about here as I go forward and talk about what are some things you can do to stop panic attacks, to not have panic attacks. I'm talking about tips and strategies for someone who knows that they're not having a heart attack, that they are safe, that it's just anxiety or just fear and panic. Okay, so just know that. The first thing is I like people to think of anxiety leading up to a panic attack a little bit like computer browser tabs. Have you ever looked down at your computer one day and been like, why is this going so slow? Nothing's loading. I can't figure out what's going on. It's just not working. And then you look across the top of your computer and you've got like 15 tabs open. And you're like, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's running too many things. Maybe it's slowing down because it's trying to do too much at once. That is exactly what happens when you let your anxiety alarm go on for too long and you got too many things running in your brain. And so now your brain has to make a choice. Just like your computer, when it can't go anymore, it's been run too long, too many programs, it's slowing down, it's not working, it freezes up. And then you get that little wheel that just spins and spins and spins or nothing happens at all. Your computer is telling you, we need to force close. I need a minute to shut down. I need a minute to reboot. I need a break. Can you relate? 
When you get too many stresses going, too much overwhelm, too many fears, too many uncertainties, and heaven knows it's easy to do in this world right now with so much uncertainty. And if you also add then, well, I'm a mom tab, I'm a wife tab, I gotta cook dinner tab, I've gotta pay bills tab. You've got all these tabs open in your brain. At some point, your brain is gonna say, hey, we need to shut down. We need to reboot. There's too much going on here. I can't keep up. And so your computer freezes and shuts down. Your brain, when you don't pay attention to those clues, when it's, and it's sending you anxiety alarms and you're not listening and you're not turning off your anxiety alarm and you're keeping all those tabs open, now all of a sudden your brain says, we have to shut down. And the only way I can get you to stop thinking about what you're going to cook for dinner and paying your bills and how you're parenting and that you need to clean the house and that you're overwhelmed and that you're tired is I have to shake you up, get your attention, and give ourselves a minute to reboot. I need all the tabs to close so that I can start again and I can work better for you. Now, again, that's how I like to explain anxiety and panic attacks. It's not very scientific-y, scientific-y <laughs> or techy, but it's a simple visual that most people can understand and relate to. And that's why I like to teach it that way. We don't want to make anxiety or panic attacks complicated because when you're in a state of overwhelming anxiety on the verge of a panic attack, you don't need something complicated. You need easy, small, simple things that you can do in the very moment to feel comfortable and feel safe. And that's it. So I'm going to share with you a few things you can do. Now, first of all, Again, I said this earlier, we want to make sure that we do everything we can to close some of those browser tabs so that you don't have to reboot. You don't have to go through a panic attack, right? So if it's panic attack because of stress and overwhelm and too much on your plate, well then, make sure every day, throughout your day, you're checking and saying, how many browser tabs do I have open? How many things am I doing on a to-do list right now? And where can I simplify? And where can I add some self-love and self-care? Now, you may not be able to take a day off and go to the spa or get a manicure or whatever you like to do. Go hiking or go read a curl in bed and read a book for three hours. You've got to find some little things. And we've talked about these before. Two millimeters in size. Little things. Can you go put some smelly lotion on? Can you put some perfume on, some lip gloss? Can you turn on some music? What is something small and simple that will give you just a moment or two to take a breath, to get your focus again, to relax, to breathe? That's what we need to do is make sure those browsers get shut down when they're not being used and when they're not necessary. But you might have a panic attack that was like mine, totally out of the blue, 
years after my trauma, after doing counseling and therapy to get through all of that, it just totally caught me off guard. I had no idea, no idea that it was coming. I was on a call with my business coach, didn't expect it, wasn't in a situation where that should have happened. It was totally out of the blue because it triggered pain from my past, from the trauma. Now, sometimes that's going to happen. And that's our body protecting us. When my um, panic attack started, that was my body saying, hold on, hold on. Last time we heard this voice, it was surrounded by a lot of pain. It's my body just saying, are you okay? Are you safe? We need to have a check-in right now. Shut down every other tab, everything that's going on in your world. We need to talk right now. I need to know if you're safe. I need to know what we're going to do. Is there a plan? Are you really okay? Thank goodness my brain was smart enough and present enough to catch that little voice in the background so that I could check in with my brain and know that, okay, maybe there's still some hurt and trauma here to work through. Maybe there's some things that aren't healed like I thought they all were. So what do I need to do? How can I learn from this? What is the message that my brain is sending me? What a gift. What an absolute amazing gift that God has put in our bodies a total system to keep us safe, to protect us, to get our attention, to warn us of hurts and dangers. It's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I got to have a panic attack so that I could connect more with my clients, so that I knew what I could do in the future to not only help heal myself even more so that I don't get triggered, but that if I do get triggered, I know exactly what to do. So circling back, number one, make sure you do everything you can to be healthy and happy and balanced as possible. Now, I know that's a big mouthful and that's easier said than done. But if you take a few minutes each day, what am I doing for my mind? What am I doing for my body? And what am I doing for my spirit? That will help you keep you balanced. Taking two millimeters at a time of just tiny little actions to help you get grounded and to show yourself some self-love and self-care is also going to help. Something as simple as just taking a breath, breathing in, blowing it out nice and slowly, gives you a minute just to send a signal to your brain to say, I know I've got a lot of tabs open. Let me take a breath. Let's both take a pause for just a minute. And then what can I shut down? What is not necessary to be running at this time? What program is not necessary? If you do have a panic attack, if you don't catch those over, well, the overwhelm and the stress and the tabs that are too many tabs that are open, and one, one happens. First of all, don't fear it. You know, I think we get so caught up on, oh my goodness, this is so scary. Oh my gosh, this is a bad thing. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How long is it going to last? That we create more panic and our body's going to stay in that state even longer. So try not to fear it. 
recognize that it's your body just trying to talk to you, to reset. It loves you and it's here to help protect you and keep you safe. Don't fear it. What we resist persists. So don't resist it. Let it come. Let it wash over you. And just like all storms, they can only hold their intensity for so long and they will pass. The next thing is get yourself somewhere safe. If you're in a car, pull over. If you're at home, go climb in your bed or into, on your couch or sofa. Go somewhere where you're safe, where you feel comfortable as you can. Just get comfy, get cozy, and know you're safe. Remember, it's just a little storm that's passing through and all storms pass. And then last but not least, make sure that you have ahead of time, set, set this up today before you have a panic attack, before you get overwhelmed, make sure you have a support person in place that you can call. And it might be good to have two, just in case the first one isn't reachable when you reach out in the, that very moment. But make sure you have someone that you can call that can remind you you're safe, that can remind you that you're okay, that you're just getting a gift from your body, a gift that's reminding you that there's something to learn, there's something that needs to be healed, or that your body's trying to protect you. Now, I teach in my course called Anxiety is a Gift all of these strategies. All the strategies you need to turn off your anxiety alarm, to learn that unique signature pattern that's yours, and to help put in place the things that will heal the triggers and the hurts from the past, allow you to turn off the alarm in the very moment so you never have to get to a panic attack because of overwhelm, and then set you up with all the strategies you need moving forward in the future so that you can be anxiously engaged in your own life, so you can live the way you want on your terms. It's a beautiful, beautiful journey. And the journey that we take together is called anxiety as a gift because there's gifts in this. There's gifts in anxiety. There's gifts in panic attacks. I know that sounds so weird if you've never heard that before, but I want you to ponder on that for a minute. If you could just for one minute, just one minute, pause and think, okay, let me set all my rules, all my beliefs, all my fears aside, and let me just think for just a moment, if anxiety is a gift to me, what's the gift? If anxiety only shows up with a positive intent in mind for me, what is anxiety's positive intention? What's the gift? And allow yourself to journal that or ponder on that or pray about that. If you can start getting curious about why anxiety could actually be a positive for you in your life? It's not so scary, is it? There's nothing to resist. There's nothing that will persist because anxiety won't be a battle to fight. 
panic attacks won't be these monsters that scare you. All of a sudden, these will be moments that you're grateful for, that move you forward closer to the things that you really want in life, to be more anxiously engaged. If you have questions about panic attacks and you want to talk more, you're always welcome to message me on Facebook or you're always welcome to join the Anxiously Engaged Facebook group where we talk about all these things there. But in the meantime, I wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.